0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. When Jesus left this earth, it was never His intention to leave us powerless. Jesus said, "...These signs will follow those who believe. In My name they will cast out demons, speak with new tongues, pick up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. Lay hands on the sick, and they will recover." In this series, God Made You a Worker of Miracles, Pastor delves deeply into two of the most powerful tools God has ever given mankind, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power of the name of Jesus. Do you have questions about what this baptism is? What is speaking in tongues? Why, at just the mention of that holy name, Jesus, every knee in heaven, on and under the earth, must bow? You have never heard the truths of these two powerhouse gifts taught like this before. With their anointing on you, in you, and flowing through you, they will truly make you a worker of miracles.
1: I just want to talk a little bit more about the name of Jesus tonight. We read in the book of uh, Philippians, the Bible says that everything in the heavens, everything on the earth, and everything beneath the earth bow or must bow. One translation says must bow at the sound of the name of Jesus. That's the authority of the name. It says that he was given by God the name that is above every name. What we don't understand as believers is the authority that we have in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, You know, often I've thought about this, you know, when you're in the midst of a, of a disaster, sometimes you don't, you don't know the, the prayer to pray. If you're, if you're headed for a crash, you don't have time to come up with your favorite verse and pray your favorite prayer. Sometimes you have to just rely on calling on the name of Jesus. Jesus, help me. Hallelujah. And I believe that, that we sometimes just use the name of Jesus uh, you know, respectfully, but we don't use it with enough authority. And it's one thing to honor the name of Jesus, to love the name of Jesus, to know the name of Jesus, to respect the name of Jesus. You need to do that. But you also need to know that you have the name to use boldly in your life. And everything must come into order and submit to the name of Jesus. And there's, there's a story in the book of Acts called uh, about the seven sons of Sceva. And they were watching what Paul was doing and watching, you know, how he was healing people and casting out devils in the name of Jesus. So these seven sons of Sceva decide one day that they're going to go do the same thing that Paul was doing. Yeah. So they come up against the demo, uh, a, a demon-possessed man, or whatever it was, and he says, they, they, all, they look at him and say, in the name of Jesus, who Paul speaks of, <laughs> I adjure you. <laughs> Expecting the demon to you know, leave and something to happen, and all of a sudden, the demons jumped on the seven sons of Sceva. This one man who was possessed with these demons jumps on them and beats the living snot out of them. Kicks them to the ground. And he says to him, he says, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who the heck are you? He had no authority. No authority. Good. Had no authority. Glory to God. See? He knew, the devil knew that that one was without authority. It's like someone coming to church one time and picking up a message like this and not being born again, not being, giving their life to the Lord, not being one of Jesus's own and going out and saying, you know, I adjure you, you know, devil in the name of Jesus who Pastor Ray speaks of. Watch out, man. You're going to get knocked. You're going to get your teeth knocked out, but you have to understand that you have the authority. That's why. Why? I I don't believe anybody should ever run from the devil, be afraid of the devil. Man, what we ought to be doing is we should be going into devil-infested territory and shaking hell's gates with everything we've got because Jesus said, Jesus said, I have given you the exusia, the right, the privilege, the authority to trample ground that is held by the enemy. That's why we should never be afraid to make inroads. Let's do something new. Let's do something different. Let's break hell's gates. That's why I believe there's so much cursing and swearing going on in the world, and everybody's using the the name of the Lord in in vain, because it would be just like the devil to try to pervert the name. But you see, what people don't realize is that there's power in the name, and if you're using the name in a cursed way, you're bringing a curse upon yourself. And uh, because the name is so powerful, it's going to cause something to happen when you begin to use the name of Jesus it's going to cause things to happen because it is the name that is above every name. And things begin to bow and things begin to shake and things begin to rattle and things begin to roll when you begin to release the name of Jesus from your lips. So I, I just first and foremost, do, uh, just say to everybody here tonight that uh, be careful how you use the name of Jesus. Don't use, it in, don't use his name in vain. Don't, don't curse with the name of Jesus because you could bring a curse upon yourself by doing so. The name is a precious name. The name is an awesome name. The name is the name that is above every name. The name is is the most respected name in all of heaven. All of earth doesn't know it yet, but one day, the Bible says one day, one day there is a day coming when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, put your hands together and give (laughs) God the praise. So let's use the name with respect, let's use the name with, with honor, but let's also use the name with authority, because all authority has been invested in the name of Jesus, and therefore, all authority in that name has now been transferred to us. We have authority in, the, in John's Gospel, chapter 14, 12 to 14, Jesus said, Most surely I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. What? you got to be kidding me. Jesus cleansed lepers, healed the sick, raised the dead. He said, I say to whoever believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. What? Huh? That's right. Whatever Jesus did, he said we can do. That's right. but, but notice the qualifier, believes, believes. If you don't believe in him and you don't believe in, in what, what he's done and you don't believe that you can do it, then it ain't gonna work for you. And he said, also greater works than these will you do. And what he means is not greater in performance necessarily but greater in magnitude because he was only one person when he was in the flesh on this earth dispensing one miracle at a time. We are the body of Christ that now has Jesus living in us who's been given not only the authority but the power to go out and to bust the devil and to break into his territory and to stop and to halt everything that the enemy would ever try to do. Come on. So he said we're going to do greater work. There's going to be a whole lot more going on because there's supposed to be a whole lot more people believing this stuff and going out and halting the devil and stopping him. And listen, you're not going to stop the devil in anybody else's life until you stop him in your own. Now listen to verse 13. It says, in whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. There's the authority again. He's basically giving you a blank check. I want to take you over to a verse in uh, Luke's gospel, one of one very important verse. But let's go over to Luke's gospel, chapter uh, number 10. And a um, very important verse of scripture to look at. And this is Jesus speaking. I love this. Chapter 10 of Luke's gospel. We'll start at um, verse 18. Well, actually, let's go to verse 17. Very important. Jesus, you have to understand what happened here. Jesus just sent out his disciples and told them to go out and to heal and to proclaim and to do all these things. And they went. He gave them the authority to go. And they came back. And in verse 17, it says there were 70. And in verse 17, it comes back. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Hallelujah. Demons are subject to the name of Jesus. When you use the name of Jesus, you see, when you understand that sickness is from the devil. Thank you for the three and a half amens. When you understand that sickness is from the devil, you also understand as a believer, if you are enlightened with the word, that the devil must bow at the sound of the name of Jesus. He must submit to the name of Jesus. I remember some years ago. I'll just give you this testimony, and then we'll go on. But I remember some years ago, many, many years ago, when we were all first coming back. I was coming back to the Lord. My family members were just coming to the Lord. And uh, at the time, we we didn't have a church, and we were searching and looking all over the place. There just weren't a whole lot of churches around. That's one of the reasons why God put upon my heart to start this Word Church. Uh, we were we were going around to different meetings, and there was this one woman that was going around. She was a, a an evangelist. You probably would know her. She's still around. Her name is. Grace Deepakari or was Grace Deepakari. I think she's divorced now and she has a different name. But anyway, the name of her ministry was Grace and Vessels. And um, she was going around and she had a very, very powerful, powerful healing ministry. And uh, my mom, I think some of you have heard this story, but my mom had um, arthritis in her knees and she couldn't, she couldn't walk upstairs or she couldn't climb up a stool. And um, we went to one of these meetings one night and I was very excited because my mother hadn't yet, I think she yeah, she had just received the Lord, and of course this was all new to her because she grew up Catholic. And uh so she she received the, the Lord. We found ourselves in this meeting, and Grace calls out. I think it's an amazing story, so let me just tell a little bit about it. Grace calls out from the from the bottom, she says, There's a woman here tonight that has pain uh in her knee. And the left knee, I think it was the left knee is worse than the right knee. And nobody got up. I was sitting in my seat just squirming because I knew it was my mother. But she didn't know it was her. And uh, so she called up again. She said, there's a woman in this house tonight who has pain in her knee and the left knee. And she went on to describe the pain and and persistent pain. The the pain is greater in the left knee than is the right knee. And all of a sudden, a woman came up and she's hobbling up like she had some sort, you know, obviously had a problem. And I thought, oh, dear God, my mother missed it, you know. So she prayed for this lady and the lady went down in the spirit. She went back to the podium and she said, now, where is the lady (laughs) who has the pain in her knee? The left knee is worse than the right knee. And with that, I mean, all of a sudden, my mother bolted out of her chair, made her way down the aisle. Now, you have to understand that my mother was one of the most shy women. That you uh, that you would ever want to meet in your life. I mean, she was not the kind of woman that was going to get up in the middle of several hundred people and walk to the front. She had never done that in her life. She wasn't used to the Pentecostal church or the charismatic church, but she bolted out of that seat. And Chris's mother, Mrs. Sal, was sitting next to her, and she said, "Where are you going?" Because <laughs> this was all new. Like, "Where are you going?" So she made her way down to the to the front uh, of the. Um, Uh, the place we were, I know it was an auditorium and Grace prayed for her. She went down in the spirit and she got back up and Grace says, now how's that knee feeling? And my mother just looked at her with a big smile and says, fine. She says, well, well, you know, move your knee, do something. So my mother did this, you know, and she moved her knee. Now the next night, uh, because we didn't have a church, we were doing these little Bible studies over at Doug and Betsy's house. Remember, lived in a house where the bathroom was on the second floor. It was a a co-op. So you had to climb a whole flight of stairs to go up and use the bathrooms. So the next night we're over at Doug and Betsy's and uh, my mother had used the bathroom. So she, she, of course, she had to climb up. That was a steep flight of stairs, right? A lot of stairs. So everybody's sitting in the living room and we're all thinking the same exact thing. So mom gets up and I'm thinking, now, I, I, dear God, praise the Lord, hallelujah, she's healed. She goes up into the stairs and she goes, just like a rabbit, right up to, and she gets to the top of the stairs and she says, I made it. (laughs) It was great. So weeks went by, months went by. We're growing, we're learning the word. I'm teaching, you know, my mother and, and my family or whoever I could share it with. I'm just sharing everything that I was consuming, everything I could consume. One of the things, one of the first teachings that I received was about the authority That's invested in the name of Jesus, how the demons and the devils and everything they bring are subject to the name of Jesus, that when you release the name of Jesus with authority and faith, things begin to happen. So a couple of weeks went by, a couple of months, I think it was about six months went by, and one day we were driving to my sister's actually in the car, and my mother turned to get out of the car, and she went, oh, she said, oh, she says, my knee, my knee hurts. And I said, now, understand, I've been studying the word. So I said to her, I said, mom, right there, stop, put your hand on your knee right now and say this, in the name of Jesus, on that day, I was healed and I am still healed. So she did. We, we did it right in the car. Put, put, I put my hand on her knee. She did. We cursed We cursed this pain in the name of Jesus. She got out of the car, and she still felt a little sore and a little stiff. She climbed up the stairs. And, of course, the first thing that happens is doubt wants to come in. in. So I sat my mother down, and I said, Mom, this is called spiritual warfare. Jesus didn't heal you to take your healing away. The moment you received the healing, it made the devil mad, and the enemy now is trying to steal that which God has given to you. And this is what we need to understand as believers. You know, God does not undo healing, but the enemy will try to come because we know his ministry. John's Gospel, chapter 10, and verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to take away the very things that God has given you. But now you as an enlightened believer or one who should be enlightened by the word of God needs to understand and remember and be fully aware and conscious of the fact that you have the authority over the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have the the, uh, ability, you have been given the right, the privilege to use his name against everything that the enemy would try to do or undo in your life. Now, my mother for for about 2 weeks she still had this pain and it was like it came back as if it were, you know, like it was in the beginning. But at that at that point in time she was learning this and she was so angry when she found out that the devil was the source of her problems, man, she got ticked off at the devil. <laughs> She's the tell him, Now, now listen please, please understand this. We're in church and I'm trying to but I, my mother's tell him, go to hell. That's where you belong. Put him right back in his place. You're hellish and you belong in hell, so go back to hell where you belong. I mean, she would get so angry at the devil because she finally came to the knowledge and understand that he was the source of all her problems. And all the things that he tried. But when she learned the authority of the name of Jesus, I, I would call her up six times a day. Say, Mom, curse that pain in the name of Jesus. Every time you feel that pain, put your hand on your knee and say, in the name of Jesus, I curse this pain. I reverse this thing. Uh, that day, I was healed and I am still healed to this day. I curse you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We have got to come to this understanding of the power and the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. The only reason why we get robbed is because we either lack the knowledge or we don't use the knowledge that we have. Amen. We don't stand on the knowledge, force the issue. Because I would tell you, sometimes you've got to force the issue with the enemy. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? You have to force the issue with, you have to stand your ground tough and tall. That's why the word says, after you've done all to stand, that means I've done everything in my power to stand and I feel like I'm gonna faint. Anybody ever been at that place where you've done everything and you're exhausted? The Bible says, forget about your exhaustion. Let me just elaborate on that verse. Forget about your exhaustion. Stand tall after you've done everything to stand. Keep on standing in the authority that has been given to you in and through the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you what, the enemy will back down. He will back down because he has to, because the Bible tells us that everything is in submission to the name of Jesus Christ. Understand this, that everything is in, in submission to the name of Jesus. That's why I say when you're near disaster and you don't have the, the prayer to pray, you begin to release that in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. We saw in Acts chapter 6, we won't open there, um, or was that 4? Four? 4, right? Now, where am I? <laughs> Somebody help me. Come on, come on, come on. Chat, uh, I'm sorry. It was uh, 3, Acts chapter 3. We saw in Acts chapter 3 last week how Peter and John come upon the lame man, right? And if you study this out, this man was lame for 40 years. And he reaches out and he says, you know, give alms. You know, I'm looking for some some silver or gold. And Peter and John look at him and says, silver or gold, have I none? But what I have, I give to you. In the name, everybody say in the name. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And it says, immediately life and strength came to that man's limbs, made him whole, leaping and jumping. They went into the temple courts, praising and giving glory to God. Hallelujah. And then Peter and John begin to explain, it says that it's through the name of Je- They say, how did this miracle happen? It says, this miracle came about in and through the name by faith in this name. This is what's made, brought healing and strength and vitality back to this lame man who was lame for 40 years. It's the name of Jesus. Man, I'm gonna tell you what, we don't fully realize and understand the power and the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. It, it's sort of like, like the cup that stands on the corner. That's how you are, you know, in this earth. The cop, the police officer that stands on the corner, the only thing that causes cars to stop is because they recognize the authority that's invested in that badge that's given to him by the government or by the community for which he works. Why do people stop when they see a policeman in the street? He goes, stop. Everybody comes to a halt. As soon as a a policeman puts on the lights and the flashes when you're driving down the road doing 60 when you're supposed to be doing 40 – You pull right over. Why? Because you realize and recognize the authority in that man, and that authority has been given to him. You have the same kind of authority that's been given to you by God, by Jesus Christ. It is all invested in his name. That's why we can stand before the devil and say, stop in the name of Jesus Christ. The cop on the corner says, stop in the name of the law. We stand in the front of the enemy before our troubles, before whatever it be. Stop in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you just have to put up your hand and tell the enemy to stop in the name of Jesus. Quit it in the name of Jesus. Halt right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap, a shout, a hallelujah, and an amen. We have authority in the name of Jesus. So we see here in Luke's gospel, chapter 10, Jesus is speaking to this issue or to this point. He says, the 70 returned with joy saying, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, you know, some people don't believe that there really is a devil. A living, breathing devil, but there is a living, breathing devil, and right here Jesus identifies him. In fact, Jesus says, "I saw him," and what he's referring to is the day that Satan, who was Lucifer, got kicked out of heaven. And the reason why he got kicked out of heaven is because there he was rebellious towards God. There was rebellion in heaven, and he led that rebellion, and he got kicked out. And Jesus said, "I saw Satan fall like lightning." So it must have been. It must have been a. a, 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 a sight to behold when satan got kicked out of heaven it says lightning crashed i saw satan fall like lightning so it must have been it must have been a wicked thing to see when god kicked him out of, out of heaven and he fell to the earth it was like flashes of lightning but Jesus said, I was there. Well, Jesus was there in the beginning. You know, there are some people that have a hard time with the Trinity of God, you know, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's a mystery we don't fully understand, but it's one that is found in the pages of the Bible from Genesis right on to the to the end of the book of Revelation. And right here is proof that Jesus was there in the beginning. Jesus was there right there when Satan rebelled and Satan got kicked out of heaven. He said, I saw him with my own eyes. Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And he says, 19, behold, I give you authority. Everybody say authority. And if you read this in the King James, it says power, but the real word here should be authority. And that word authority is exousia. It means ability. It means jurisdiction. It means liberty. It means right. It means strength. It it, it means that we have uh, the authority to, to stop his power. That's what the word means. And Jesus said, Behold, I give you. So right here, Jesus transfers this authority to his believers. He says, I have it. It's invested in me. Now I give it to you. I was there. I saw Satan fall. So you see, the first thing we have to understand is that uh, Jesus didn't want us to be in this earth without power.
0: Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors.